All right, how we doing, everybody? I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. The air feels a little bit different today, a little bit better. College football is back. Shea Martin's going to help me preview anything and everything that comes with week one. We also have to talk about a little Bachelor in Paradise at the end of our segment. And then I am joined by Lexi Browning for one of our best Bachelor Red Talk segments of all time. It is like 50 minutes long. Really long, really good though. Lexi's terrific. Our show is brought to you by new sponsor alert, Vegas365.com. I have partnered with a good friend of mine, Lucas Nally, to provide my listeners with the ability to wager on sporting events from the comfort of their own home. All you need is an iPhone, and all you need to do is send me a Twitter or Instagram direct message. We'll get you set up. College football, baseball, soccer, it's all on there. Vegas365, reach out to me. I'll get you hooked up with an account. Great time to get started. Football season is here. Go win yourself some money. You work hard. Our show is also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy Sports. Thrive Fantasy Sports, the NFL is about to be back. They have a ton of contests rolling on based around daily fantasy. Use promo code RED with two Ds for a $20 deposit bonus. And also have to mention O'Shea's Irish Pub. O'Shea's has been thriving lately. Never been better. Check out shoposhays.com for all of your O'Shea's gear, t-shirts, hats, even playing cards. It's all on there. All right, let's get it going. Red Talk, we are back. Shea Martin, back in the house. It's been a long time. College football is upon us. You can feel it in the air. Something just was different in the air today. There's games going on tonight. Ohio State, Minnesota. Packed weekend. Everybody's playing. Vibes are through the roof. Shea, how are you? I'm feeling great. I walked out to go to work this morning. The wind kind of hit me in the face. I was like, ooh, this is, uh, this is football weather. Just a week ago, you walk outside and you're ready to just die. But today, yeah, the sky's cleared up, and they're like, it's time, boys. It's really cool being outside and just not sweating immediately. Like oh, having to do something best. to make you sweat. College football this weekend, NFL starts a week from today. We're recording this on Thursday night uh, with the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. So we'll be all over that next week. This week is just about college football. Might have some golf stuff in at the end. But, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, this weekend, there's actually some really good games. There usually is on week one, but it's just so awesome when they throw all this at you immediately. Georgia-Clemson, unbelievable game. Both in the top ten, two unbelievable teams. A lot of people think Georgia's going to knock off Alabama this year, and the SEC is theirs to lose. Clemson has possibly the best quarterback in college football. They get Justin Ross back. This is the night game on Saturday night. Clemson is a three-point favorite. This is the game of the day. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. this is, these are the games you hope to see in January, and we're getting it handed to us week one. I mean, DJ uh, – okay, his last name yeah, is really yeah, long. we can't one. do it. Yeah. DJ, quarterback try. at Clemson. Uh, I mean, he looked great last year. He he lost to Notre Dame, but when he's out there, it's like the guy's built for college football. Like, he's ready for this. And then, of course, JT Daniels is ready to just take over the SEC. 
So this guy with Kirby Smart's defense, I'm excited for this game. I mean, you just can't not be excited. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for it. And yeah, don't even try to pronounce that dude's last name. I, I seriously can't. I'm hoping to watch the game on Saturday and hear the announcers say it and try to absorb that information. But this is an unbelievable game. Like you said, it's like a Final Four dream type of playoff game. And Clemson, I, I just don't see him losing here. Like, I, I love Clemson by three. I, I just think when you look at like the last five years, Georgia disappoints in these types of games. And Clemson usually doesn't. That loss to Notre Dame was such an outlier last year and then it's totally proven once they get Lawrence back Notre Dame gets stumped in the final four they did they did cover though so God bless them but yeah I, I love Clemson here they haven't played since 2014 uh, George actually won that one by 24 but this is ABC 730 under the lights and this is at Clemson er, is it at it's, Clemson? In a, it's in Charlotte neutral yeah, yeah. side neutral side neutral side yeah at the Panthers Panther Stadium right so Georgia experience there absolutely destroyed us in the Belk Bowl, but it yeah, is that was geographically a game. Will closer to Clemson. Yeah, what a guy oh, was that, Will Gardner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was our first year in the ACC. I know Nick Chubb just destroyed us. Yeah, I mean that you know, they had Michelle too, so that was a fun game for us. I mean, we get, we should have lost by fifty. Yeah, well, we didn't. I, I, man, I think Kyle Bowling got some reps. I, I, I want to say that was a Kyle Bowling game, but I know it was thirty-seven to fourteen. I didn't have a good time. I was actually on my way there. Maybe it we was, turned yeah. the car around. Turned no, the car good. around on the way. Yeah, really smart. Uh, don't didn't miss anything there. Uh, other games to watch. Uh, my LSU Tigers in the midst of a hurricane, a, a terrible hurricane. No, no jokes. I have a ton of family in Louisiana. Hurricane Ida, very serious. LSU still has to play this football game in California against UCLA. This is at eight thirty on Fox. UCLA played last week and won. Looked pretty good. LSU's ranked sixteenth, coming off a terrible, abysmal year last season. Brad Johnson, former Vikings, Buccaneers, great. Mm -hmm. His son, Max Johnson, is going to be at the helm. He's playing quarterback. Uh, LSU's got a lot of good young players, but I don't know what to expect. And if they lose week one, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot for these players right now, especially who knows how long they've actually even got to practice at their facility lately with the hurricane. And, I mean, Chip Kelly put that visor on last week. And uh, those UCLA boys, they came to play. Shout out to Chip, though. I had the under. I thought they were going to blow it out of the water, but he, he reeled him back in the second half. Love that for him. Under, uh, held on against the Rainbow beautiful, Warriors. Beautiful. Yeah, very nice. And LSU did go to Houston in the middle of this week, and that's where they've been practicing. So a, a little stop, and then they are in California as of tomorrow. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl, check out the stadium, do all that stuff. I hope they're ready to go. They're, they're ranked 16th after a really bad year last year. But last year, it was an absolute dumpster fire. Then they go into Florida. They win as like a 25-point underdog, win outright. The end of the season was much better than the start of it. So I'm hoping they they take some of that momentum and get it rolling. A lot of off-season drama there. I, I really don't know what to expect in terms of how this team feels. Uh, another great game, Alabama against Miami. Same location that Louisville and Ole Miss will be playing at on Monday. It's all part of this Chick-fil-A kickoff type deal they do every year. Alabama, 330 against Miami. Alabama, number one, as always, can't argue with it. Miami, 14. Miami has a top three Heisman favorite in De'Eric King at the helm. Alabama's favored by 20. I would feel really stupid for not taking Alabama. Yeah, you have to take Bama here. This is what eight months Saban has to prepare. 
Manny Diaz has no chance. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Bama just yeah. puts it on teams week one. It happens every year, and no one, everyone thinks, oh, maybe, maybe this. No, Bama's gonna win by twenty five. I agree, and Alabama never loses games that they like shouldn't lose. And Miami loses like two or three of those a year. Miami's been pretty solid, like constantly in bowl games, like obviously not to the standard they were when we were little kids, but still solid program. But I I think this gets ugly. I really like Alabama first half minus 10 here, uh, just in case things get weird in the second half. But I I do agree. I think Alabama's got a much better chance of winning by 25 than Miami does of being anywhere near a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they, they lost what? Four first rounders just from skill positions with Jones, Harris, Devontae Smith, and uh, Waddle. The Dolphins. Waddle, yeah, yeah. All four of those guys, I don't care who they're replacing them with, they're just as good. So I'm ready yeah, to <laughs> Bama's fine. It's what happens every year, it's what makes it so painful if you like somebody like LSU and you cheer against Alabama when they're beating somebody by 50 and all the backups come in and you get to see this new dude who is going to tear you apart for the next four years. That looks just as big and strong as the other guys. No other school's really, really doing that. Yeah, uh, and not a fan. Do think they win week one, though, but I you know, don't want to jump into big picture, but they're not going to win at all. They just can't. Uh, local stuff. Kentucky plays somebody. Uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. Louisiana Monroe's coach basically came out and said, hey, we have no chance in this game. There's a wild article has absolutely zero faith in his team. And he could be trying to throw everybody for a loop. Maybe he does believe they have a chance, but they are getting 30 points. Cats probably roll at Kroger Field. Yeah, I would assume so. This is uh, right in Mark Stoops' wheelhouse, playing the teams that have barely any Division One players to start the year. So uh, for the Cats, I mean, they they got to love these games. You know, they win by a lot. You know. A lot of stuff going on off the field with the Cats, but I, I do – I'm a I'm a U of L fan. Everybody knows that, but I do like the environment at Kentucky football games. I like when they get a first down. And they go wow. Well, they first down, Kentucky. Kind of sucks. Yeah, facts. But I just love that cat sound. It's great when you're with your cats friends and you take the cats and you drop one of those on them. Always an awesome feeling. Going to be doing it all year. Like to get into the picks a little bit. I love UK here. Anytime the opposing coach comes out and says, "Hey, our team is terrible and we are going to get killed." You got to take the other team, even if it's UK. So, go Cats. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cats do get it here. I think they'll be up four touchdowns at halftime, and then if they can't go up by another one in the second half, that's on them. Interested to see what this new quarterback Kentucky has looks like. He, uh, Penn State transfer, he's supposed to be better than what they have had. I, I feel like they haven't really been able to throw the ball for, for three years. No, I mean, Steven Johnson was honestly a solid quarterback for him, but since then they haven't had much luck with – Terry and who they have last year? Uh, it was Terry and uh, that Gatewood dude replaced Joey him. Gatewood, Joey Gatewood, yeah. Bo Allen. and then yeah, and then uh, Lynn Bowden before who was oh, yeah, like actually incredibly productive, like awesome, but still couldn't throw. Like no, they, they haven't they had got, they got what Wandell Robinson back now this year too, so they do have a playmaker. He's got to get yeah. And they still have that Rodriguez, that running back. He He's supposed to finish top 10 in rushing yards. I, I do think they're going to be pretty good. All my Cats friends think that they're going to go 9-3 and three and whatnot. We'll see. Uh, still in the SEC. Who knows? Louisville against Ole Miss. This is in Atlanta. It is Monday night football, a Monday night party. Um, so weird. So weird. We're playing on a Monday. We got these crisp red uniforms. It looks like we've seen them before, but we kind of haven't. 
I haven't done a ton of research into Louisville football all offseason. I don't think they earned that from me last year. I know that Ole Miss is a phenomenal offensive team and a very atrociously bad defensive team based on what they were last year. They get almost all their skill guys back outside of Elijah Moore. Uh, really good transfer wide receiver from Western Kentucky there now. Ole Miss started at eight-point favorite. They were an eight-point favorite. And it is up to like 11 and a half, 12 now. I take Ole Miss here at anything under 13. I just – these are so hard for me because I feel – I want to say the cards are, can do something here. I really do. I think – I mean, I think Malik's poised to have a big year here. The problem is I don't know about our receivers because we've lost pretty much all of them. We got, what, Braden Smith and Justin Marshall are supposed to take over the reins. Jalen Mitchell's in the backfield now with Hawkins gone. So, I don't know. It's going to it's gonna be Malik's team. He's gonna, If we're going to win games, it's because he's played well. Yeah, and I have high hopes for Malik. I think he's going to have the best year of his career. But through all these years, the past few years, where we've been like bad or okay, like we won that bowl game against Mississippi State. That was awesome, and that was not too long ago. Like that, that was a good year. But still, I, I we always had really good receivers and running backs. I feel like throughout our entire lives, good or bad, Louisville has good receivers and running backs. And this year, I don't know that we do. We lose Atwell. He's on the Rams. And then our other two guys, Dez and Hawkins, not on NFL teams anymore, like practice squad guys, but like didn't make the roster. I look at that and I'm like, those are our two of our three best skill players and they can't even make an NFL roster. Who's behind them? I didn't feel like we got any freshmen that are supposed to be great. I am uh, very, very invested in Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like him. Matt Corral is supposed to be just the stud. So, And Lane Kiffin's always got some offensive tricks up his sleeve, so that's always going to be fun to deal with. If our defense can keep it relatively close, I'm pretty happy. Right, and the over-under is 75. That's absurd. Which, it's that like scares a, me. It's a totally standard Ole Miss over-under. But from what I'm thinking this Louisville offense is going to be, I think Louisville's going to have over-unders this year at like 44 at times. So I, I do like the under there uh, just because it's 75. I've heard that Louisville's going to try to run the ball a ton, keep Ole Miss's offense off the field. So with that strategy, uh, 75 is just a lot. I mean, they right. could beat us 54 to 10 and boom, you got like the Hawaii UCLA thing happening all over again. It stays under. And I don't know if it'll be like that. I have no idea what to expect. Have you seen Jalen Mitchell? Good. You see him on Instagram? Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's tough and he was awesome last year. He's a year. tank. Yeah, he was a major bright spot going down the stretch. I have heard he's been battling some injuries. We do still have Hassan Hall as well. I I don't think Hassan Hall is very good. He's a good so, kicker turner. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You're not wrong. You know, he, he's had some good kick returns. That's but, I mean, that's some people that Devin Hester made a whole career out of it. Yeah, facts. I, I don't think he's going to do that, but I, I do yeah. like Ole Miss here. Uh to jump into the locks of the week. Um I've waited so long to say this, but I have a massive card. I'm just going to go ahead and run through it. Uh, Kentucky minus 30, uh, 100% sign me up. Uh, Ole Miss minus anything under 13. That's going to change a lot. Already touched on those games. LSU minus two and a half and Clemson minus three. A couple other games. LSU, I just have to believe I have no choice. Playing for something more than ourselves. Playing for the people in Louisiana back home. Got to get it done. Clemson minus three. Anytime Clemson's less than a touchdown against anybody other than Alabama. I will take them. Uh, Indiana, plus three and a half. I did not realize they still had that Fry Fogle dude until we did our college football fantasy draft, and I was about to take him, and Pat took him. Genius. I, but Pat in, and Clark took my picks all night long. It was ridiculous. 
great guys, guys that are going to be in my life forever. So happy about that. But um, Ty Freifogel is one of the best receivers in college football. They are at Iowa. Indiana could really score last year. I don't really feel like Iowa could. It's obviously a tough game going in there. They're both ranked 17 and 18. But I'll take Indiana with the points here, plus three and a half. I that one just scares me because Indiana of Penix. See how Penix's health is. Still, though, you know, we're doing that college fantasy draft, right? And the toughest part is you don't know hardly any of those guys. And by the time it's week four into the season, you like know all of them because you're betting on all the games and you're totally aware. So anytime a team has a quarterback or somebody like that that I know, I'm super excited about it and I'm ready to bet on him week one and two. Right. Just coming off the ACL tear. I just hope he's ready to go because he was fun to watch. Yeah, he was. Uh, my last one for the week, uh, two left, North Carolina minus five and a half against Virginia Tech. That's a Friday night game. I, I don't know if you saw Virginia Tech's uniforms, but they're like Tennessee. Oh, sick. They're like sick. Not, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Oh, North, Carolina's, North Carolina's got the white with the light blue number and the black pants. They're going to be looking tough. They're going to be looking better. Uh, Heisman Trophy candidate, Sam Howell, quarterback. Do you see I, think helmets? They, I, I saw them. They have grit on them. Uh, yeah, I know, which yeah, kind of – negates my point but i still think north carolina absolutely destroys them north carolina minus five and a half love that one and last one is arizona plus 12 and a half at home at home against byu i I believe byu lost their best player they were great last year i think that they are going to be down arizona's a pac-12 team plus 12 and a half at home against byu i don't know arizona's over under wins is two and a half no chance give me arizona byu's rolling Give me Arizona money line. Oh, that's I'll take I'll I'll take that bet. That's unbelievable. Me, BYU's gonna four stumble. to one. Four to one, 20 bucks. Oh, I you got give it I mean, to me. I'm in. What do we got? Okay, yeah, let him go. Cincy, minus 23 at home versus Miami, Ohio. Desmond Ritter, he got to ride this guy all year. Since he's gonna make a run at the college football playoff, starts week one. They gotta put make statement wins here. It's all there is to it. Uh, like we said, Bama, my I got a minus 19. I don't care. Take Take them wherever they are. They're going to beat Miami. Texas A&M, minus 28 and a half versus Kent State. Uh, Jimbo puts up points week one. That's just what he's known for. Last four, last five years, he's gone over 35, two times over 50. I think he's going to put a lot on him. Clemson, Georgia, over 50 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit more. I think Clemson wins, but I think the best bet there is the over 50 and a half. And then finally, Notre Dame, minus seven and a half against Florida State. Jackie Heisman, transferred from Wisconsin, big fan of his. And I just don't think Mike Norvell's got Florida State ready to go. There's just no way they're ready yet. I like all those. I can tell you put a lot of effort into this. And when I – you went fast, which I love. That's what I like to do. Uh, when I edit this back, I'm going to write these down, and I'm going to jump on a lot of those because it's tough to like – there's so many games compared to – again, I bet on stuff year-round. So I look at like the baseball board every day. I've been betting on a lot of this World Cup qualifying soccer this week, uh, golf. And there's just so many games in college football and college basketball. I mean, you you can just scroll for days and it never ends. It's so easy to miss some. But I I do like the massive favorite attitude. I mean, this only happens the first three weeks of the year where there's like that big of a talent gap between two teams playing. Once they get conference play, it's a little different. But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of blowouts. Oh, I mean, even – well, the game's going on tonight. NC State, we got to do the solidarity pick for the Riders. Minus nineteen. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Those guys are awesome. The I mean, you got pick just in solidarity guy. with the Riders. We have to be in. Yeah, I'm on NC State as well. I heard that and immediately put mm-hmm. my name into that basket. 
Yeah, oh, I, was, so, I was into it. That's a good crew. Uh, other things this weekend, uh, the Tour Championship in golf uh, for the FedEx Cup. Something really interesting that they're doing. They actually give guys strokes based on how well they did. Like Patrick Cantlay, who is in first, started at 10 under today. I did not know that they Pretty did sick. This. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, very cool. He's naturally in first after uh, one day of play. But, man, my guy Harris English, that's who I took, 30-1, to one, is four under on the day, eight under overall with the given strokes. He's got a shot. He's tied for third. Now that that day one's over, it's anybody's match. And I uh, I like Harris English in the golf. But this is as good as professional golf gets. Only 30 guys got invited to this. It's not your average tournament. There's no cuts. Uh, it is out in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. It, it Awesome. Like, views are great. I cannot encourage Sunday when football dies down, and it's just Florida State, Notre Dame, Sunday night. Ugh. The golf is going to be incredible to watch. No, I love I love Sunday golf. There's just something about it. Anytime there's a push for a playoff hole, final hole action, just that's just it's really fun to watch. All there is to it, right? Yeah, I can't wait. I can wait though because I don't want to wish away this this long. No, we're not wishing away these next three days of nonstop action we got going. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty. But Jay, I appreciate it, man. Do you have anything else you want to talk to me about? Uh, no. I mean, I think we're doing pretty good. Oh, little bachelor action. Shout out, uh, my boy Noah. Abigail's been putting him through the ringer, but he's staying strong. I like that. I'm so happy you just said that. That's I, I totally agree with how that's going. And that's a great segue as we go into, obviously, The Bachelor coming up next. But, yeah, um, Noah, like, he was so high for that. Did you notice how high he was? Like, I, I don't <laughs> know if everybody else was paying attention, but when Abigail confronted him, He's so stoned. He's baked out of his mind. And like, he, he, like he's got that look. Like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this is when you're going to confront him. You're here. He's chilling. He's clearly so content alone, staring up at the sky. He might be having fun. He might be having an anxiety attack. Who knows? He's stoned. And then she confronts him and he's just chill about it. He's like, look, I'm trying my best and you're giving me nothing. You're giving me nothing. What do you want me to do? I hate it because I've been Team Abigail from the start, but we got it. You got to come on now. You got to throw my boy Bone here. What are you doing to him? Yeah, and what did she expect? Like, she told him at the beginning, hey, um, it takes me 10 years to kiss somebody, so this is going to be a long process for you. W what did she think he was going to do? She she was like, I don't really feel like he shows affection towards me. Well, you directly told him not to. Does she not know the show's, like, three weeks long? Like, what what is she expecting to happen? It's already people having sex. Yeah, they're they're only on the beach for 20 days. What, what does she want? Oh, I don't know. I, it was kind of like a weird matchup anyway, but everybody kind of has to find somebody to survive. And that's how I looked at it. But I think Noah's a great guy. I think he's super nice. And Abigail is obviously really sweet too. So I think that they're not like trying to hurt each other by putting themselves out there, no. but I don't really think there's anything there. And if there is, they're damn sure not going to know if they don't like try and put any effort in. So I don't know. Right. I mean, that's yeah, pretty much all I got. I just needed to get my little batch segment in there. Had no, to, that's great. You got you got three more minutes before Lex comes on. You got anything else you want to talk about bachelor related? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I don't want to steal any of her thunder. I'll let her um, take over. She'll be okay. She's she is she's gonna go on. She made, oh, what, what was that noise she made last week? About I about turned the podcast off when she made that. You know what I'm talking about? That noise. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I what was that? You know, I just I don't know if you saw Space Jam too, but I really liked it. And the entire plot of the movie is LeBron saying, hey, be you, be yourself. So I, I try to like live my life that way now. You know, if anybody's doing something I don't like or don't respect, I'm like, yo, be you. You know, if we're going out, we're going out loony. 
So do your thing, Lex. So it's all good. I love but yeah, I hated that, that as well. I hate, yeah, okay. hate that sound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible sound. Yeah. I, I think it's like, I don't know if she's like trying to be Little John or I, I'm pretty sure that's what she's going for. Um, but she I, might I know it's the mark just a smidge. Yeah, it was a strange sound. And I wish I could remember like what context it was. But like when that happens and we're live recording, you know, I'm like, well, like I'm like shocked. Right. I, mean, I would have jumped out of my chair. I don't know yeah. what happened. And I like want to do something with it, but I can't like cut it out or bleep it. Then it makes it seem like she cussed. But I, I do wonder about listeners, like if they freak out when they hear that. So that makes a lot of sense. It definitely threw me for a turn there. Yeah. Well, how do you think she's doing outside of that? Oh, I think it's great content. She watches. Yeah. She like actually takes notes. I feel like I, I don't. Yeah, I'm more or less be like, yeah, man, she was kind of hot. I kind of hate what they're doing to her. And she's she's great for paradise because I don't know some of these older people, so I can just ask her who they are, and then she immediately gives backstory off the top of her head, which uh, is very helpful because I still don't totally know what's going on. But four hours a week, uh, whoever is making the show should be in prison. But other than that, I'm um, having fun. Yeah, I mean the guest host too. There's I don't know what's going on with them. They're okay, you know. Yeah, it's just okay now. It's not Chris Harrison. I mean, David. I could see David Spade could not have cared less. No, he really couldn't. And at least he acted that way. That was kind of funny. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't really, I don't see anybody getting engaged on this island. But what do I know? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. All right, Shay. It's been a pleasure. I will talk to you soon. Have a good bye. And now, The Bachelor. bachelor red talk we are back week three i think i don't know four hours a week it has been painful a lot of hard work but we are your people for the job lexi browning is here how are you i'm thriving i feel like i've lived a whole lifetime since we've spoken about this i think the thing about having so much bachelor content is that like i feel like we've just we've lived a lot of lives in just one week so much has happened in just these two episodes right and we're witnessing so many relationships fall apart thrive stay stagnant there's so many different things going on and we don't communicate at all during the week we just throw it all at each other right here i think it's a great way to go about it uh, we we just talked before the show about how night one was not as good as night two. So we're going to spend most of the time on night two. But night one, we did have some stuff happen. Mari, pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. She breaks up with Kenny. Mari tells Demi, hey, go. You can do whatever you want. You can kiss anybody here. Demi ends up hooking up with Kenny. And they f- on his birthday. Did use a condom, I'm pretty sure, because they had the pinata. And then Mari gets mad and throws a cake in the fire. Yes. Okay. So a lot of mixed feelings about this at first, like just based on the previews, I knew that there was going to be a love triangle between these three. And I was ready to have a lot of sympathy for Mari because Demi is definitely a savage who did take advantage of this small window of opportunity and pounced on Mari's man, knowing good and well that he was Mari's man. And I just think that, um, you know, Mari really didn't 
plan very well for this. I think for a minute she was looking around at everyone. She was like, everyone's going on dates and that looks pretty fun. So she jumped the gun, talked to Kenny and was like, if I were to get asked on a date, I'd probably want to explore that. And obviously this is not what Kenny wants to hear. So he's like, okay, F you. I'm going to go canoodle with Demi right in front of your face. And what's even more brutal about this fact is that Mari actually confided in Demi being like, this is the situation with Kenny. I think I want to maybe explore other relationships in paradise, but I am happy with Kenny. And Demi gives her advice and is like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay. And then turns around five seconds later and, uh, yeah, got after Kenny. And overall, very hilarious. Really funny. Demi is the bad guy. Duh. Mari, terrible person to confide in there. She should have known that Demi was going to weaponize it. She didn't have anybody else. And Kenny, what a massive episode ep- sequence of episodes for Kenny kind of turned into the main character you could argue yeah I think Mari was ready to like see things happen for her but instead she just got to see things happen for him she didn't even have any prospects like really just the whole thing backfired in her face yep she's going in one direction home Kenny is a boy band manager. Uh, let's see what else we had from night one. Riley, really mad about the cake. Wanted to know what kind of cake it was. I, I don't know if Riley even really talked. Over, uh, he definitely didn't talk in night two. I put that in my notes. Riley did not speak a word in night two. Yes, I think that was just so ballsy of Demi to come over and start singing happy birthday in front of Mari, like as if she wanted Mari to join in and sing along. And then uh, Mari threw it into the fire. People were mad. They were like, I I just wanted a little cake. Maybe we can make s'mores out of this, though, which is like disgusting. Like they're sanding that. Let it go. It's the cake's gone, you guys. But and then Demi tops it off with a classic line on ABC suck my ass yeah that's uh it's really mature thing to say to somebody uh the main story from night one was actually not this epic epic portion of tv it was jacenia and ivan jacenia and ivan we were just saying like a week ago wow great couple they're they're gonna make it they had the romantic nighttime date it's going really well uh jacenia for whatever reason, dumps Ivan. I have read some stuff that her and Chris uh, knew each other before this started, and it's it's basically gone under the wraps, or at least in real time, it's looking as if that was the case. Nobody really accused Jacenia of that. But I think Ivan's awesome. I didn't really understand this. I thought Jacenia and Ivan were pretty happy, but Jacenia immediately jumps ship when she sees Chris. Yeah, and that was really interesting because – I didn't know who Chris was. I saw the preview and called him Venmo John. And at first I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought that was <laughs> Venmo John. But then I felt less bad when I realized that Chris is a guy that was evicted very early on in Claire's season. So does he even really count as part of Bachelor Nation? Hardly. How does Tasha even know this man? And how was he on her list for Paradise? Like, how does she know that he even exists or that she would be interested in him yeah i don't know i mean they do all party together who the is venmo john (laughs) uh i forgot whose season he was on but i i think he invented venmo oh my god that's beast 
Yeah, yeah. He was on Paradise in the past. So, um, yeah, and he was he was a very hot commodity as well. Just a side note. But, yes. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was very surprised by this. Uh, Ivan obviously looked like somebody who was going to be a major factor in this season in terms of screen, to- screen time, having a positive relationship. And then, boom, you're, you're pretty convinced right there that he's going home. I think this is a bad move by Jasenia uh, in her defense. She has none for never leaving well enough alone. Ivan was uh, just a little too nice to her, which uh, you, you just can't do that. It doesn't work. Uh, moving on. Or unless you have something you'd like to add to that statement. I do. I do. I actually heard um, through my pop culture sources that the reason that she actually knew Chris is because they um, hung out sometime together. There's like photo surfacing of Chris and Jacinia pre-Paradise. So they did know each other going into this, but the accusations that they were like talking or dating are definitely false because Katie Thurston was with them when the photos were taken, when they were hanging out together and she made statements that there was nothing actually happening. Although it is hard to believe because she was really willing to throw Ivan aside way too quickly. I mean, I was really, I'm sorry. Well, I thought that this was maybe it. I was encouraging an engagement and clearly I um, am stupid. Right. Like at least make a game out of it, you know, give them both a chance. I think Ivan was ready to like at least compete and she didn't even give him a chance. That's what made me think something was going on before, but far be it from me to question Katie Thurston's integrity. Hope her and Blake are doing great. Now let's get to uh, the fun, uh, the end of night one and the start of night two. So we have this Aaron versus Thomas, the matchup that we all waited for Godzilla versus King Kong competing for Tammy, which is just hilarious. Yes. And this is another thing. I mean, this is what I mean that by we have lived many lifetimes since just last week. Right when you think you know one couple is solid, you don't anymore. Just in this one week, I mean, things have shifted so heavily. And I was shocked yet again that she was able to just like leave Aaron high and dry right there for Thomas the way that she did, knowing the way that Aaron actually feels about Thomas. Yeah, like Aaron said, I mean, she could not have picked a worse person, and she went and did exactly that, and she totally freaked out when, uh, who was it, like Serena C. was on top of Aaron the week before with the weird rapping, I'm going to sit on your lap, but I I don't know. I mean, Thomas is a hot commodity on this beach. Everybody's chasing him down. Everybody wants Thomas, and that's what was really bold about Tammy did here. She couldn't actually think she was going to end up with Thomas. I mean, I kind of think she did based on the fact that she ends up choosing him over Aaron. Ultimately, I think that's the play that she was going to go with. Unfortunately, I'm predicting based on, again, the previews that Thomas is going to end up with Becca Kufrin, actually, which is just going to further the complications between Aaron and Thomas and could leave Tammy just absolutely high and dry because in Aaron's words, She's a dog, bro. I don't think he's going back to her. <laughs> I uh, I don't either. It, and that's Becca gave her rose to Aaron, correct? She did, yes. Wow. Thomas is going to steal Aaron's girl twice. Yes, that's definitely what I'm seeing coming. And again, I don't think this is an appropriate reaction for him to actually be upset with Thomas about this. If anything, 
Tammy is the one that was in a, a sense committed to you during that time and had a sense of allegiance and loyalty to you and your feelings. And she chose to disrespect that by doing it right in your view. They didn't even go on a walk down the beach or like stand behind the bar or like really try to conceal themselves in any way, which, yeah, I can see him being mad at Thomas about that because it does take two, but really you should be more mad at Tammy. And he was definitely more mad at Thomas. Yeah. The hatred from Aaron towards Thomas is so real. And Tammy obviously enhances that. And I think that that will eventually be addressed when Tammy and Aaron are both looking at each other like, Hey, you know, do we want to stay on the show? This doesn't look like that bad of an idea now. Cause I could totally see Tammy doing that, but I think Aaron's not going to go for it. Aaron getting all this screen time though is hilarious. Cause that guy like really can't talk. I think he said the phrase 100% when he was talking to Becca like 60 times. It it was amazing. It's how he described everything, which I guess isn't that bad. I mean, somebody given 100%, some people wait their whole lives for somebody like that. Yeah, I hope Aaron had a really good toast watching this, just had the atmosphere set just right and then just soaked this moment in because this is him at his peak. He is so far out of his league with Becca Kufrin right now in this pairing that it's just, it's unbelievable actually. And I think it's just this moment of little bliss and he better enjoy it while he has it because it's not going to be here for long. Yeah, I mean, Becca walks in and it's like Beyonce stepped onto the island. Nobody can breathe. And I, we'll get to it in a second because we, we do have to talk about the Ice Wars first. So, Chasen versus Carl, a hilarious matchup. Two guys that were made fun of a ton during their respective seasons of The Bachelorette as contestants. Neither of them made it very far. Chasen obviously made it further than Carl, but. This is for Deandra, and Carl gives her, as Noah called it, a Pandora bracelet, went out of style in 2000. That was really funny. Awesome, awesome episode all around from Noah. But Chasen responds back with, like, this just ice, some giant rapper-style necklace. And I don't know a ton about jewelry, so your take on this. I think Demi summed it up so perfectly when she was like, poor girl, she's got ugly jewelry all over her body. Someone spare her. And that's really how I felt. And I, I, she played it very well because I could not tell if she genuinely did like the jewelry or not. But that thing looks like it belongs around Lil Bow Wow's chest. And Deandra's just completely iced out. And I mean, it's just so embarrassing, especially how back-to-back this is. It literally reminds me of my childhood growing up with Samantha Brockoff when all of the little boys at San Gabriel used to shower her with, like, gifts that they (laughs) stole from their mother. That's a true story. Oh, classic. Is Sam pretty sought after at San Gabriel? Would you like to throw some names out there of guys that did this? Um. I feel like I really shouldn't, seeing as I haven't spoken to these boys since we were literally 13 years old. They were children. They were, but someone stole um, diamonds from their mom and gave it to her. She got $20 bills. Like Whenever we had Valentine's Day, you should have seen the stack of Valentines on her desk. And I was pining for just one, and it was like from my science teacher. And that's it. Oh, well, congrats to Sam. Crazy. All that stuff those guys didn't work. And it didn't work on this episode either. 
Yeah, I think like you said last week, I mean, this is seriously middle school drama just with gorgeous adults. Yeah, like it, it is literally a mixer. Verbal exchange between them, absolutely hilarious though. Carl calling Chasen Captain Upper Pants and uh, Chasen responds back and says, okay, Captain One-Liner. And that, that was pretty badass. It, it was kind of like watching a rap battle between Soldier Boy and Sweetie. And that's who I determined were the two worst rappers on earth for that analogy. Oh, I've been really into Soldier Boy lately because he's been so mean to Kanye on Twitter. Really getting behind that these days. So have you listened to Donda? Uh, only the Donda chant, just so that I can make fun of it and wonder how <laughs> anyone could ever on earth be a fan of Kanye West. Totally. Uh, that Donda Chant song is actually ranked 27th on iTunes. It's terrible. And like the only thing ranked ahead of it are his 26 other songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Rebecca Black's Friday also went viral. And sometimes that's not a good thing. And like, that's I'm not here to defend Soldier Boy's rapping, but I'm definitely on his side. He did uh, make a comment about Kanye supporting Trump and told Kanye to apologize to Taylor Swift. I, I did think that you would enjoy that tweet for sure. Uh, Drake is coming out with an album at midnight, so uh, that it's going to be way better than what Kanye West just put out. I will go on record saying that the song that Kanye West has with The Weeknd called Hurricane, it is number one. It is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And Kanye's verse is the worst part about it. Everybody's so judgmental. Whatever. <laughs> what were we talking about? I, I really don't know. I, I'm glad we I'm glad we did that, though. That, that was fun. Um, I, I think Kanye West is great. I, I do think Taylor Swift is uh, pound for pound a significantly better artist than him. But I, I just want to say, like, I don't I don't hate Kanye West like you do. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Not a lot of people do hate him with the same fiery passion that I do. Um, but I definitely respect your, um, objective, correct opinion on this. Yeah. I mean, it's great. That was, that's how adults have a debate right there. It, it was wonderful. Like set in stone and soldier boy, terrible rapper. Uh, cr if crank that is your best song ever, you're not a good rapper, uh, pretty boy swag. Like these are songs that if they came out today, like he'd be in prison and then sweetie, I don't really know much about her other than that. She has that McDonald's meal, but she's the one with uh, that's my best friend. She a real bet. And that is my least favorite song that's ever come out when that horn hits. And she's like, is that my Bessie and a Tessie? I like literally want to just like, like move go off the grid forever yeah i'm also not really a huge sweetie fan more on like the doja cat train even though i've literally only heard one doja cat song ever but i saw her on an episode of dave so yeah yeah why don't you say so yeah doja she's awesome love her okay Let's talk right. about The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, facts. So uh, that was it. Uh, Chasen versus Carl. Uh, we're going to get back to it later. Trey quits. Uh, quits the show because he's with Tajwan. And she just will not stop sweating. Yes. Okay. So I have to be honest. I think I may have missed a little segment last week. Clarify this for me. Yeah. I know she wasn't really involved in a lot of the episodes, but I'm remembering that we saw a little clip of her just like screaming bloody murder into the abyss. Did that did that happen? Yeah, she was mad, I think, because one of the guys that came, I think it was Riley, didn't want to talk to her. Oh, that's 
why she's still upset because I saw that we uh, squashed all that and then randomly she was just doing that again and then we saw the breakup the very next thing and I was like, what has happened to get us here? Because I really thought that you guys were doing okay and I really wanted Tosh to stick around as some comedic relief. I've always liked Trey a lot. I really did not see that exit coming and it was really sad. It's really surprising. Like right after I found out that she hooked up with his uncle, I was like, oh, they're going to be good. They got family ties. They're really going to make it crazy. <laughs> Very crazy. Also, um, I think we forgot to mention um, Connor's exit or has that not happened yet? Oh, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Okay. Because Connor okay. didn't leave until the roast ceremony, right? He, he, he rides it out. Respectable move. Truthfully, the timeline is so confusing with there being two episodes. I don't know what happened on the first night, what happened on the second night. So, like, just steer me through this. I got you. Well, you know, take some notes. Good Lord. Look at that. I, I'm, <laughs> I work hard. I'm focused on watching the show. So, yeah, Trey quits. Uh, not a big deal. Nobody's going to miss him except you. Becca enters. Beyonce is in the house. Lexi, who is this? She is a former bachelorette. And to be honest, I mean... Who knows where this journey will take her overall. But right now, based on the status of Paradise, this is so beneath her, I feel like. But, I mean, I am happy to see her on the beach. But, I mean, just the pairing with with Aaron. I mean, this is a, a new bottom for our girl, Becca. Yeah, but all this stuff can change immediately. Who knows what she's doing next week? You know, she, she's got to survive. She's got to find somebody to latch on to. She comes in. At a wild time, I mean, what they introduce her like at a moment where they're all sitting there, like literally, they're they're bringing Beyonce Knowles onto the beach. Everybody can't breathe. I don't know who this person is. I haven't been watching the show for long enough, but apparently, she's super popular. I, there's no way she ends up with Aaron. Yes. Okay. So Becca was a contestant on Ari season. And Tia was as well. So they've known each other for like four years now. They're very good friends. It makes sense that they entered on the same night. I heard through the through my sources that I'm going to keep referring to that they like made the decision to come down together. And it was a very last minute decision. Like the producers were on them being like, you have to sign this and get on a plane tomorrow if you're coming. And they were like, I'll do it if you do it. And then they went and. Uh, yeah, so hopefully it ends up going well for them. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts on Becca. Well, yeah, I mean, these dudes are like lined up to meet her like it's her show. Like it is the Bachelorette in Paradise. It, nobody can believe it. Carl's up there reading her palms. He had to be making that up. He had to be making that up. Okay, but these are all, all like, no offense, like, clout-wise, bottom-tier guys. Like, yeah. this is the Bachelorette, and the people that are like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a second wind here at Paradise are people like Carl and like right. Aaron and just people that I do not see her with. And, I mean, we all know that she's probably going to end up with Thomas. I'm not positive how I feel about that. I'll have to just see it formulate and in my own eyes in order to get a better feel about how they are together. But, you know, I don't hate Thomas and I've always stood by that. So I've, I'm not uncomfortable with the idea. Yeah. I think Thomas is a smooth G, but I totally understand what you're saying. Like if he's the guy that everybody's chasing, this season does feel a little down based on the only the other one that I saw. 
Yeah, but things are very fluid. I mean, you think that a couple's solid and then they get asked on one date and it's, oh, nope, we're starting all the way over. Never mind. So. Right. So now at this point in the episode, it's time for the roast ceremony. So here we go. Here are the pairings. So Taj left to, uh, they didn't actually show that. Trey leaves and Taj does not leave at the same time, but she she does decide to Taj NATO out of there. So we got three guys going home. Here we go. So we have Brendan and Natasha. We saw from the preview that's not going to go very well. Riley and Marissa still hanging on. Uh, didn't get any screen time this week, but who knows if they were even there. They might have just been having sex. We have Serena and Grocery Store Joe. That's going to be fun at the end of this. Noah and Abigail. That's going to be fun at the end of this. Jasenia and Chris. Tammy and Thomas. Kenny and Demi. James, James, still on the show, amazing, with Mari, and then Deandra, with the curveball of the episode, is picking between Chasen and Carl. All this jewelry is now off, and uh, just like Rihanna's popular song, Diamonds, find light in the beautiful sea, I choose to be happy, boom, she picks Ivan. That was crazy. Honestly, like, what a boss move on her part. That was incredible. Although, like, I don't know what it is about Chasen. Maybe it's just I think he's really cute. I feel like he keeps getting a bad rap on these shows, although that necklace was just a horrid move. So Yeah, I mean, come on. That was, that looked like it was his necklace. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. Never mind. Go home, Chasen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, come on. But, yeah, um... The best part of this sequence is when Carl, Ivan gets picked. Carl loses too, but Carl lets out a little laugh like, you, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, now let me talk about Connor B because we lose him during this rose ceremony as well. And prior to that, I mean, we saw him find out about the boom, boom room from Tajwan. And that conversation was so funny because she like mentions it in passing and he's like, hold on, what? She's like, oh, uh, you didn't know that. He's like, I didn't know that. She's like, this is new information. And she goes on to tell him that they slept in the boom boom room. And this is after Connor already had a conversation with her and she never brought it up that they had intercourse that night. So he thinks he's still in the game. And he's like, if you have some free time tonight, I'd love to do something special for you. Like I have a date planned. We can go on a date tonight. I'll make a homemade date card. And Deandra, I mean, not Deandra. What's her name? Marissa. Marissa. Her body language is so wrong. I mean, she's scooting so far away from him and she's just like, I mean, we'll have to see. I, I don't know what I'll be doing at that point, but like we can just see. And he did not pick up on any of these hints at all. It was so gruesome. And just for him to stick around for no reason, he had to have no hope going into the rose ceremony, but he still subjected himself to that. And I think he gets a few points for that because I think the self eviction is the easy way. Go ahead and stand up there and get rejected. Right. The. The way it's meant to be done. Exactly. And like nobody does that. I did gain some respect from Connor here. There were no sad songs left to sing. You know, it's not sad to see him go because he didn't bring a ton of anything to this show that was positive. But it's 
it's respectable that he stood up there and he took his rejection like a man. Good job, Connor. It would have been better if he would have stood up there in the cat suit. Uh, so then Tia comes. Enter Tia. Lexi, who is Tia? She was also a contestant on uh, Ari season and then came back for Bachelor in Paradise and pursued Colton for a very long time. And turns out he is actually into men. So here she is for another round. I think she is really great TV. I follow her on Instagram and she really oversaturates on her stories. So I started to think she wasn't that cool. Then I saw her on this episode and I was like, Oh, you are perfect for TV. Everything she said was so funny. I loved the incorporation of the term labia. Just all funny. Yeah, so I did some research on Tia because I, I work super hard on this podcast we put together. She is from Wiener, Arkansas, which is a real city. And she stated that she likes people with the same name as her dad. And I, I thought that was kind of weird. And uh, Demi is not happy that she's here. Obviously, she's uh, going to take Kenny on a date, and that's going to be a problem with Demi. But Demi says the only thing worse than her gaydar is her denim shorts. And I, I, I don't, you know, you know, whatever. But that I, I thought that was mean. Yeah, I mean, like, what's what's wrong with denim shorts? Well, are you sure she wasn't on Colton's season? Didn't they go after the same guy? No, she was on Ari's season. Are you sure? I'm sticking with that. I think she just was into Colton after his season. But, okay, so here's what I heard in through my sources again. Am I annoying you guys with um, no, saying drop, that over and over again? Drop it on. Uh, he, um, Kenny, was confirmed to have worn a sack on his wiener on night one. So that clarifies that. And then on this date where they had to get naked in front of each other, he um, had nothing. And Tia did inform the world that um, he does not shave. So if I had to know, you guys had to know. And I thought it was just really ironically funny how Tia was like, oh, I'm so shy. I'm so nervous to show my body. And Kenny had to stand there and be like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Knowing what he had done already on that beach. Uh, Kenny had to hold a lot of stuff in during this date. And we, we need to really get into this. So, um, these Islanders approach them. Uh, I've never seen this before on this show. These, these random strangers come up and challenge them to a game of volleyball, which already some red flags there. There does somehow appear to be a net there at first. I was like, you know, there's no net. What are they going to do? Uh, but a few issues, uh, not a regulation size net by any means. It's three on two. That's not very fair. And their opponents are naked. So now it's like, what are we going to do? Kenny's like, I don't want to get naked. You don't want to get naked. You can tell Kenny really likes her because he's just kind of trying to do whatever she says. But Kenny eventually decides to get naked. And after some heavy uh, gospel breakdown, Tia uh, takes the top off. And they play a little volleyball. They're not very good. It's um, It's not a great competition. Don't really know who won. But the best part of possibly this whole episode is when they're talking about the timeline of when he had sex with Demi and Tia's like, you had sex with Demi yesterday. And Kenny's like, no, I certainly did not. And she was like two days ago. And Kenny was like, yeah, yeah, it was two days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that right there pretty much sealed the deal. I think if they were, if he was able to get through the date and just omit that little bit, of information he may have been able to like actually form 
a foundation with Tia to where she'd be too far in to really to really do anything about the situation. But now she's caught him, and I don't think this is going any further. He needs to just keep it to his two chicks that are battling it out over him and not bring in the third, which leaves Tia in the wind. Don't know where she's going to go next. Hopefully there's some new guys coming in for Tia and for Becca. What a beast Kenny is. I, I actually disagree. I, I thought that Tia did not respond to it negatively. Kenny, that, that part was funny. But Kenny afterwards like, look, I didn't know you were going to come here. What do you want me to do? I can't see the future. I'm not Raven. Like, you you came, and now I'm here hanging out with you. I'm giving you all my time and attention when I could be giving it to Demi. Yes, I did that two days ago. Doesn't look great now. But, hey, you weren't here. What do you want me to do? And he's not wrong. So I, I I thought their date still ended pretty well. It's not like Tia totally freaked out. I thought she was kind of a good sport about it. Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't say that it didn't go well. That was really just me reading through the lines, trying to figure out if this could actually be something or not. I just feel like there's too much baggage that K- Kenny has on him. He already has just too much drama surrounding him for someone like Tia to really stick with that. Although... Who else is she really going to be into? I really don't know. So maybe she will stick it out. I think that she's like going to ride with Kenny. I think she respects what he said. And we saw in the preview that Demi's not going down without a fight, which of course we didn't think that she would. Uh, Now Noah and Abigail, this was, this was kind of serious. So Abigail's not super happy. She's watching the other couples and she's, comparing her and Noah to the other couples, which is always a really healthy thing to do. But she's uh, looking around and she's like, wow, I need to, I need to talk to Noah about how things are going. So she confronts Noah at a terrible time because Noah is so stoned on this, uh, this couch or day bed. He's so high. His eyes are, are bloodshot. He's just laying there. He's content with being alone. He's just staring up at the sky. He's feeling himself. He's feeling good. Or, you know, he's not feeling good. He might be having an anxiety attack, but, she comes up to him and confronts him and, you know, neither of them are really sharing their true emotions at first. They eventually get to it, but uh, kind of self-sabotage from Abigail here from the jump. She like really didn't give Noah much effort or affection. Now she's mad at Noah for not giving her effort and affection. Sad, beautiful, tragic love affair. I am loving all the Taylor that we are incorporating into this episode of oh, yeah. Red Talk. But I'm so, like, mad at Abigail because, first of all, she went into this with every single guard up. I mean, he's doing everything he can to, like, respect her boundaries but still let her know that, like, he's into her. I mean, he's doing literally everything he can to show this girl that he's willing to do whatever she needs. And all he's doing is doing what she said And now he's getting in trouble for it. Like she was like, oh, I move really, really slow. And he's like, okay, I'm going to respect that and not be all over you physically. And then she's like, why aren't you all over me physically? And it's like, girl, you really are self-sabotaging because you guys are completely fine. Leave him alone. He's just vibing, chilling. There's no need to have a serious breakup. And if you can't get through this one little mishap, I just don't have a lot of faith in you two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously, like, not a super strong relationship. It hasn't been um, in terms of, like, camera time and, like, oh, they're really in love. They're for sure going to get engaged. But they also haven't, like, jumped ship to date somebody else like a lot of other people have done so far. And, it, you know, Abigail's doing the ITMs, and she's like, 
it's never been this easy with anybody. But, you know, eh, no thanks. I, I don't know. Noah did exactly what she wanted to do. Like you said, uh, he he respected everything she said, and he did the best he could. And that's just, uh, that's, that's not what Abigail or most girls want. They want the chase. Noah, just too good to her. Gone. Well, we'll see, though. They didn't really break yeah. up. Yeah. And I, I do think this does happen with a lot of people in the real world. Like sometimes the healthiest and best relationships are fundamentally a friendship. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that it's you all don't have passion for one another. It's just over time. Well, I guess they haven't really had a lot of time. But I mean, they just they don't need to be constantly on top of each other. I can understand if she feels like that little part is lacking and she wants some more but i don't think there's a reason to throw in the towel and i just didn't like how easily she seemed to like give up on this necessarily and i don't know if it's really over between them but i just would have liked for her to be like i think this came out wrong instead of just getting up and leaving it at on such bad terms right well i mean the mature thing of her to do would have been to go up there and be like, Hey, we need to have a conversation about this. Why are things this way? And then Noah would have been like, well, because you told me that this is the way things were going to be. And she would have been like, okay, I didn't mean that. Let's, let's like actually try versus her going up there and kind of framing it as, Hey, look, you know, it, the whole, the vibe of it was like a breakup conversation, you know? And like, that's not good. Like if you're going to get in a situation where one thing ticks off in your head and you're like, ah, yeah, maybe we should just break up. I don't want to talk about this. Whatever. Completely agree. And I just feel like, you know what? She did not need to, like, have this conversation so soon. I just felt like it was it was unnecessary. And they're, they're a new relationship. And you really don't need to be comparing yourself to people like Riley and Marissa who are just going to bang it out after night one. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that her talking about it though was totally fine. That's how she felt. You got to talk about how you feel all the time or you drive yourself crazy. But I, I just thought that she formed it in a way that was just terrible because, because of everything we've seen, she tells Noah to do one thing. He does it. And then she gets mad about it. Like it, it, he can't win. And I, I think it's been a great season for Noah. I thought he handled this situation maturely at a terrible time. I cannot tell you how high I think this man was and to have to, to chill constantly and probably be not high most of the time. And then have to deal with that while you're high, man. tough. I mean, I think Noah has positioned himself to be one of the best contestants on that beach i think if he actually frees himself up from abigail there are a lot of women that would be interested in seeing how things would play out with noah although i don't think that's what he wants at all he clearly has been trying to pursue abigail and i totally understand his thought process because i'd be scared to get physical with abigail too she seems like a woman who really likes her personal space and she's so timid i feel like it's just Hard to know that she just wants to be, like, humped. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Michelle's promo is super hard. Badass. Oh, I missed it. Oh, my God. She's, like, dribbling the basketball, and then she walks through the classroom, and it's, like, these these dark vibes, and she's walking through looking all hot, and she takes, like, a bite of an apple, I'm pretty sure, because, like, you know, teacher, basketball player. It is super dope, way better than Katie's, like, a little promo thing they did for her where she's just like standing in front of like a white background. 
Wow, that does sound really good. I'm very excited for that. I mean, I don't know a single thing about Michelle's season. We don't know who's hosting. We don't know who's going. Literally nothing, but we know we like Michelle, and that's enough for me. That's enough. And to end this week's episode, Kendall is back. Lexi, who is Kendall? Kendall, I I think she might have been on Ari's season too. I can't remember, but she's she's from the past. I feel like she's like from the OG cast. Very shocking to see her show up, and I could not have hated her opening statement more. She beelines it straight to Joe, not going to greet a single person. She's here on a business trip, yeah. and she's going to approach Joe laying there with Serena. Just He has no idea what's about to happen to him. And he sits up and is like, makes eye contact with Kendall. And she goes, hey, butthead. Terrible. I mean, (laughs) imagine being Serena sitting right there just hearing, hey, butthead. I would be so livid. I feel like she had to have thought about what she would say the minute that they were going to meet on Paradise. What's the one thing I'm going to say? How am I going to play this? And that's what she decided on going in there. And I used to be a huge Kendall and Joe fan. I mean, this really is going to shred my heart out because I've grown to like Serena and Joe a lot now too. But now I might just have to root for Serena outright because she is just oh, so cringy. It's a, it's a really bad first line. And to, to think that she had an entire plane ride to, to script that first statement. And that's what came out of her mouth. I mean, obviously it's something that her and Joe maybe say to each other. It carries some sort of deeper meaning. It, it's super lame, uh, unbelievably lame. And I'm also cheered for Serena. It's not super fair for her to break up with him and then, you know, assume that he's happy elsewhere and then come and kind of blow it all up. But, uh, you know, she does say like, Hey, we, we love each other. Now we still loved each other when we broke up, you know, if that's how she feels, I can't really knock that. You know, you got to like, that's something Joe deserves to know if that's how she's feeling, you know, whatever. Yes. I'm very interested to see what Joe has to say about this because we have heard him say, I don't have feelings for Kendall anymore. Like that's in the past. And I wonder if he's going to stick to that now that she's staring him in the face and calling him a butthead. Things could definitely change. Although my heart of heart tells me, He's going to shoot her down and they're just going to stay in paradise watching each other date other people. And there's going to be a lot of contempt in their hearts. And Serena's not going to know what to do with herself. I I disagree. I think he's going to definitely entertain the idea of Kendall. And I think Serena's not really going to stand for it. I, just the way he gets up and looks at her. Obviously, in the ITM, he screams profanity at, at this situation but he gets up and he's got a look on his face that it it doesn't look like he's sad yeah i think i think they actually made the mistake of saying out loud i think we might be the strongest couple here and the producers were like what's that you guys think that you guys are stable we can't be having that and they entered in kindle in the red two-piece she's looking stunning her abs are popping and you just know that she's got a date card in hand and they're inevitably gonna at least go on a date or hash this out i'm very excited i'm excited too this 
the way that this ended, I, I am looking forward to watching next week. It, it being two nights is still an absolute atrocity, but it, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm happy Kendall's back. I just met her, and I don't like her very much based on the one thing I heard her say, but uh, I do think it's going to be really, really entertaining. And uh, looking at the preview, uh, Joe, I, I think Joe's cool as hell, by the way. I mean, I'm completely sold on Joe. I didn't know him before the show, but like – Awesome dude. Wonderful to watch on TV. Commentary is great. Like his voice, like everything about this dude. And he's only going to get cooler. He's going to have two chicks fighting for his love. We're going to get to watch him go through all these crazy emotions with his new girl and his old girl. What should he do? It's going to be so entertaining. Demi is going to weaponize sex. I think that preview showed that Kenny is going to be really, really feeling Tia. He's going to be more on that train. And Demi's going to be like, just straight up pull up from half court. I'm taking one last shot at this. Do you want to go to the boom, boom room? And as a man, it's going to be tough for Kenny to turn down. It's it, That's going to be fun to watch. And then Piper is going to be in the building, and Natasha is not going to be happy. It's going to be great. So much to look forward to. And I don't really have anything else to add, except I just want to apologize because you know what? You know I do this little John impression from time to time. And, like, sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. Last week – I went out on a limb and I was like, I'm going to do it on the podcast. And you know what? It was a huge, a huge miss. So like, I'm so sorry, everyone. And I'm, I think I might retire it. So something that you should do tomorrow when this comes out, I know you, you know, you're not a sports fan or anything, but I, I did a college football preview with Shay Martin before this started. And he actually has some thoughts on that sound that you made. And that's what we talked about for the last five minutes. And I'm leaving it in there. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I knew it was bad. I sensed it and I uh, had to call it out. Hopefully that makes it a little bit better that I was able to like be a little bit self-aware about how horrible. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, I, I want you to be yourself. You're such a wonderful addition to the show. You do such a great job. But, you know, Chase Shellman, the guy I had on last week, the one that's now playing professionally in Germany, he was nice enough to announce which country he was going to play in on my show and not put it on his social media for like 12 hours, like to, to say like, Hey, listen to red talk. If you want to hear where I'm going next. So it was one of the most played episodes that the show has ever had. And anybody that stuck no. around, yeah. Anybody that stuck around heard that. And I, I, I tried to, to like do some stuff to it. Editing wise. Like, you, you know, I take it really seriously and I listen to it all and there was just nothing I could do. So I, I, like that's what I was just about to say. Like you have the power of editing. Like I trust you with all the all the bullshit that I say on here to like for the good, not even for my own good, like for the good of your podcast. Like yeah. this is your brand with your name on it, and right. this is the product that you're putting out into the world. So like you're also culpable for what has happened. Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, trust me, I've received more. I didn't want to say anything to you because. You know, I don't want to make you – I want you to be yourself. You're great on here, whether you take notes or whether you don't. You do an awesome job. I want you to be you. I don't want you to hold anything back. I mean, this episode, this has been great. This is 46 minutes long. I haven't even stopped it because I'm having so much fun. But, uh, yeah, that was – I, I received some some texts and some messages saying, you know, what what the hell is that? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is just proof that you have been talking about me. Uh, no off air and then not no. telling me about it so that i keep my spirits high so like <laughs> that's i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not participating in the slander I, i'm reading the messages 
And, uh, you know, text him being like, fuck off, dude. Lexi's one of my best friends. Don't say that about her. And then losing a <laughs> listener forever. Like, you already know that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm responding to these people. But, yeah, um, no, I, I'm not talking trash about my friends behind their back. Like, I, I, I'm with you. But You, you know, know what? I, I deserve it. I just want the hate sent directly to me so that I can better myself. So, oh. at me, I had to change my at name for personal reasons I saw it's now yeah. <laughs> it's now at alexis and browning if you want to roast me for being really bad at podcasting yeah but you know i show up every week and you just have to deal yeah i mean uh very professional twitter name and uh, th- this episode's been terrific i think everybody's gonna love it and um yeah you know just just keep doing your thing it- it's it's all good i I didn't like the sound that you made. I thought it sounded like a pterodactyl being shot, but it's uh, <laughs> like, should I try again or it's no, 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 really no, 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 not, not this week, not this week, no, not this week, please, okay. please, God, yeah, a week off at least, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll think about it, workshop it, yeah, you know this this has been great. There's a lot in this. I I cannot believe it's so long. I'm ah, uh, that's. That's crazy. It's all gonna have to stay in there. But this is uh, this has been wonderful. Let's let's go have fun weekends. We're going to a bachelorette party for Linda Jones. You're going, and I'm going to a bachelor party for Evan Bingham. We're going opposite sides of the country, Michigan and Charleston. Let's let's get home safely and let's watch the show. Look at us having friends. We got shit to do. Attending weddings. Yeah. Okay. All right. Later. Good job, Lexi. Ttyl. Mm-hmm.